the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Blue Darter Sports Central is sponsored by Dr. Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic. St. Germain Chiropractic, voted Popka's best chiropractor for four years in a row, is proud to support Blue Darter Athletics on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central, the program that highlights our outstanding hometown of Popka Blue Darter Athletic Department on our hometown radio station, 1520 WBZW. It's a beautiful spring day throughout Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter, and we're glad you're joining us. Have a great show for you today. I want to let you know that we're pleased to be joined right now by Coach Fred Priest, Athletic Director at Apopka. Later in our program, we'll be joined by Coach Rick Darlington, and we'll get an update on spring football. Spring football's in full swing right now, and we look forward to uh, talking to Coach about that. But right now, let's go to... Coach Fred Priest, Athletic Director of Popka. Hi, Fred. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks, Roger. I don't. You said this was going to be a great program, but it's uh, me and Rick, so I don't. I, I hope it's a great program. I don't know. I hope we can make it a great one. I'm sure it will be. Now, why don't we uh, talk about first of all? We I mentioned that we talked about spring football, and of course, that's always a huge topic in Popka and, and throughout Florida and throughout the South. Uh, bring us up to date. What, what do we need to know? I see the the um, spring game is going to take place at Osceola High School, and this year it's going to be more of like a jamboree, uh, old school jamboree format. Can you just uh, give us the details on the the spring game? That's going to be May twenty yeah, seventh. You know, I, I was last night. I'll talk first about that a little bit, and I'll let Rick talk mostly about it. But we did a little blue white scrimmage last night, and what, what I wanted to say about that was the, the the excitement from the community was was there. I mean. We uh, we went out to we went out to Pond Can at the Field of Dreams and, and and they played out there, and that place was full. I mean, the stands on one side, on both sides were full, and people were standing around the edges. I mean, the excitement is already there. Uh, it's a popka, right? I mean, I, I made the comment that we probably had more people last night watching the blue white scrimmage at our game than some folks get on a regular Friday night. I'm just telling you, it was that. I mean, it was it was fun to to be there and see that. It was it's going exciting. to be a very exciting season. Yeah, Fred. I think it will be. I, you know, you're always. I mean, every year everybody's always. Uh, no matter what school you're at, you're the anticipation of the optimism. season. You got the optimism in that, and you know, some people uh, that optimism is more realistic than others. But you know, and in in you know, we've been blessed here. To, you know, our optimism is is a reality, and and so. Uh, Right now, we, we were talking about it off off air, and, and we feel really good about the kids that we've got coming back and the potential that's there. And you know, we talked about you got to keep some, you got to be healthy. I mean, I think that's the key for just about every sport anywhere anymore. anymore. But so it's exciting, and so yeah, the spring game, 
uh, we're going to be at Osceola High School. Osceola requested, uh, I guess Lake Gibson was probably looking, is my guess, they were looking for a game, didn't have one, and so uh, they asked that they could get in with us. So what we're going to basically do is there's going to be three halves that will be played. Uh, you know, Lake Gibson will play us and Osceola, and then you know, and Osceola will play Lake Gibson and us, and we'll play the both of them. But yeah, uh, of course, we played Osceola last year, and then of course, um, correct. You know, they got an outstanding football team Absolutely. as well. They've been going deep in the playoffs yeah. every year. They're a little bit different classification than we are but um, right. you know, they have a top-notch program oh absolutely and, and and i think it's helped both programs the last couple of years to play each other in that in that game in the fall and and get things rolling i mean uh they're both a little bit different but you know uh i think when you play a team of that caliber it, it just helps you to get ready and your kids see you know we still got some work to do so that was a good thing we're speaking with Coach Fred Priest on Blue Darter Sports Central. Of course, he's the athletic director at Apopka High School. The program is sponsored by our friends over at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. Now, Fred, we're talking uh, and we're talking spring football with athletic director Fred Priest, and we'll talk more with Coach Darlington later in our show. But, Fred, from your perspective. Um, can you just share, uh, you know, kind of the team that we have coming back? I mean, obviously the, the first two guys that, that, that pop up in my mind are um, Demi, um, Dimitri Birch, of course, mm-hmm. and also uh, Deshaun Massey. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who are out, two outstanding running backs. And, uh, you know, depending, depending what, you know, technically the position might be in the single wing, but right. two outstanding ball carriers, like very, very exciting players, and two players with completely different styles. But who else do we have coming back that, that uh, we can, you know, we, yeah, we should know about. Well, you know, especially on the defensive side of the ball, uh, you know, we have Brincius that played linebacker for us last year. Started off the year with, I mean, he was, I mean, you guys was making probably, a lot of noise. Yeah, you guys probably <laughs> on the radio when we were on defense, his name was called almost every play. Yeah, I don't mean hype. I mean no. when he hit people, he was yeah. making a lot of noise. Yeah, he was well, deservedly and, so. Like, and he, he was, was on every play. I mean, every play. I, it was unlike anything that I would, you know. You, you, you know, the kid just, play, I mean, he was sideline to sideline, and I'm watching him in, in those early games, and it was just like, oh, my gosh, he's in on every play. And you don't see a lot of kids with a motor like that and, and being able to do that with that kind of instinct. And it was so unfortunate that he had got hurt and we lost him for the season because I think that made an impact on, you know, how that turned out ultimately. But, um you know that looks really good. We got you know I'm going to let Rick talk mostly about his personnel, but uh, the secondary it, when I went out to practice the other day looks much better. We got a couple kids that have moved in uh, that uh, look to be uh, to improve our secondary a great deal. You know last night what they did in the blue white game is they 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 it was really cool. They drafted the teams. The coaches sat down and they did oh, nice. a draft. And they went back and forth, and it was real interesting because you know uh, Dimitri was the number one pick. And then they went from there, right? And um, what kind of happened, as it turned out, is Demetrius by himself almost. He didn't have a lot of receivers. It didn't look like he didn't have the running backs were all on the other team, and so he had to really be it himself. So it'll be fun to see when he's got all of his weapons with him. Because when I went and watched him practice the other day, he was marketably better throwing the football. I mean, he was always the guy that could, you know, do the running plays, you know, pull the ball down and run and be a threat, 
but he threw the ball really well, I thought. So yeah, we threw it well two years ago. He did. Yes, he did. And uh, last year, he threw, something well, happened. Whatever and I reason. Think it looked like something got inside his head or something. Yeah, but, it was uh, really but weird. But two years ago, he, he threw, threw a beautiful ball. And right. was accurate with it. Even his body language on the field last year was... Not the same. It was Dra- just, drastically yeah. different than the previous right. year. Well, he looked like he was back in the form. Uh, was what I saw. Now he, he was running for his life a lot last night, but again, the teams were split up, so you don't have all your ones. But, but I'll tell you what, he just looked so good in practice, and and really, in our offense, um, you just got to complete a few passes because people are going to crowd the line of scrimmage, and people are going to be wide open. Right. And all you got to do is get in the ball, which we had trouble doing last year. I think. No, you know, not to be a rocket scientist to figure that out. And after a while, people, especially the better teams, said, okay, well, we're going to put 10 on the line of scrimmage. If you can be just throwing the ball, then go ahead and do it. Because they were seeing that that wasn't happening. But I think that's going to be different. It looks like we got some kids to throw to that, that are coming along. Uh, so uh, those, are, those things are, I think, that's why I think overall we might be a little bit better. Uh, I don't know that we have that superstar, although the two that you mentioned, you know, I, I told you guys off the air after I watched the blue white last night. I, I texted Rick and I said, "Make sure Deshaun Massey's on the bus every Friday night because, I mean, he is. You know, he ran track and he weightlifted. You know, he was second in the state in his division in weightlifting. He was um, on the four by one relay team uh, that w- made it to the, the finals at the state track meet. Uh, he's so much. You know, he always had great balance. You know." But he's, he, you just look at he's so much stronger, he's so much faster. And then with his, he made a couple of runs last night that were like, yeah, he, we better make sure he's on the bus. You know, roll call, Massey, here. All right, we can go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like that. Oh, yeah, so. Deshaun Massey's certainly one of, if not the most uh, exciting high school football player in the state. Yeah. Know, in I fact, mean, he's the most exciting that I saw last year. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if, if he had six more inches, you know, it's just what it is. If he had six more inches on him and was doing that thing, you know, it would be it would every everybody in the, in the nation would be looking at this. Well, kid. I, I pity the player that gets in front of him. Oh, yeah. when yeah, he's running with the ball well, to his did, advantage. Hey, two, it's hard to see. Out two there. did last night in the blue white game. He lowered his shoulder, hit, spun out of it. Then the next one hit, spun out of it. I mean, it was a, and then and then in a play before that, he's he hit he hits the hole and he makes that move in the hole and and accelerates and it was like. Where'd he go? And, you know, here's the thing. We got several other young backs that are just as quick. Wow. Not the same size, but the quickness we saw last night is uh, there's going to be some weapons out there, just like always. I right. mean, this is next guy up kind of thing, and, you know, who's who's in the stable, you know? Uh, that's what's going to be fun, I think. Uh, and like we said, if we could throw the ball a little bit better, uh, it could be really, really exciting. And just one more thing about Massey before we move on. You know, there's a tendency to, to think of him as small because he's only 5'1 right. in right. height. But uh, yeah, he's built like a Mack truck. Oh, he is. That's right. There's no question. And, and you know, that's one thing you see is, I mean, certainly he's got the quickness and the and the shiftiness to avoid a lot right. of tackles right. and make a lot of guys miss. But he can also put his head down and just flat out run over oh, people. Oh, there's no question. And he, he's a between the, he's just as effect, a very effective between the tackles runner. Correct. You know he's pound, yeah pound for pound, uh, he's the strongest kid on our team. I mean when you go pound, <laughs> he's for more pound, like an Abrams tank. Yeah, I mean <laughs> exactly an Abrams A one tank. And then with the balance, you know yeah. that you see now our whole football team. I don't know if Rick will talk about this. Probably won't have the time to. But our whole football team set records. Now we're talking about some pretty good kids that have rolled through this school, but they set records in the weight room in this off season. 
uh, you know, in, in uh, power cleans and nice. some other numbers that, that Rick had mentioned at the banquet here not a few weeks ago. And we're talking about some teams that were pretty good football teams, and they broke they broke records this off season. When you see the kids, now those are things that you know as coaches we time kids and we weight lift and we you know we do the drills and all those things and we have all the stats. We're like going, yeah, look how good we are doing these things. But those are I used to say those are things that you do in your underwear, okay. And then when you put the pads on, you need to go play football, okay. And sometimes they don't that that doesn't translate over into a football game. You know, so you have to be careful about those things because those used to be the things that you do those testings and you give awards for them and you put their pictures on the wall, but you take those things and you put them in the drawer and you file them because now you need to see who can play football. So you, if those things transfer over to the field, then when you watch our when you look at our kids, I think to me we look bigger. We look, we fill out a uniform stronger, you know, uh, and so hopefully that'll, that'll translate over, you know. Hope you're enjoying the program today. Listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. We're coming to you live from the campus of Apopka High School, and we're talking football. Spring football is in full swing. We had the blue and white scrimmage last night. Coach Fred Priest is briefing us on that. Later, we'll speak with Coach Rick Darlington. Joe Ferraro is here. It's a great day to be in a Apopka Blue Daughter, and I want to once again remind you again that Blue Daughter Sports Central is sponsored by our friends over at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. And let you know, encourage you to get over next time you get over to see Steve and the gang at Porky's. Ask him about the almost world famous pig dip sandwich. And it's only at Porky's Original Barbecue. And tell him you heard it on Blue Daughter Sports Central. Going to go to a, a break in, in just a minute. And Fred, before we, uh, we got about a minute before our break, and I want to have you talk about more this more on the show. But before we go to break, I'd like to have you. Give us the basis uh, basics on the season passes. Oh yeah, season passes uh, were there for sale already. Uh, I, we've got them in our office. People could come get them. You know that's a you know a six hundred dollar deal that we're selling for fifty dollars a pass. We also have a you know a family thing. Uh, it's really you know if you're if you go to the football games and do anything else, it's going to pay for itself over and over again. And so we really encourage that. I there, I started it couple years ago uh, for the kids but it's for everybody but I want to get more kids to all of our games soccer lacrosse you know whatever it is so but we can talk more about that absolutely and uh, you know Joe does a better job of talking about it than I do, but it's uh, yeah. You can't, it, beat, Joe? you can't beat that deal. You're getting no. to go to every single home game that the Blue Daughters have for every single sports for fifty dollars. Right. You've got to be nuts. I know. To it, want it, to get it, that it's worth ten times. Price. It's worth ten times that just for the football game. That's right. Yeah. Who set that price? <laughs> Friends, we're going to get a break. We'll be right back man. on Blue Daughter Sports Central. So please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Blue Darter Sports Central is sponsored by Dr. Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic. St. Germain Chiropractic, voted Apopka's best chiropractor for four years in a row, is proud to support Blue Darter Athletics on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter, and we're glad you're joining us. Beautiful spring day throughout Apopka. We're speaking with Athletic Director Fred Priest. Of course, I'm joined by Joe Ferraro. 
and we're talking right primarily about spring football, and we look forward to being joined by Coach Rick Darlington later in our program. And we were talking about the the season passes, which are really a phenomenal value. And, of course, Joe and I certainly feel that that it's the best sports-related ticket value anywhere on the planet, literally. (laughs) It's only uh, $50 uh, per season pass, and it gives you access to every home game in every every single sport. Not just football. No, not just football. Every single sport. Yep. And um, but anyway, would you like to just talk a little bit more about? Yeah, that? you know, we were we were in? talking off the air that, and you made the comment that it might be something that almost seems too good to be true, and, and maybe that's the case. I don't know, but uh, it is true. Yeah, but uh, just uh, elaborate. Fifty dollars for a, for a, t- a season ticket just for football—that's yeah. a he- we think is a heavily discounted. Well, football price. would cover most of it. I mean, uh, like for example, this year but, but this we're going to have every single home sport. Every single home sport. This year we're, we're going to have six home games. Okay, so that's thirty-six dollars right there of the fifty. If you go to the football games, that's thirty-six dollars. Now for the whole rest of the year, for every sport at every level—JV, varsity, doesn't matter—every sport now is going to cost you only fourteen dollars to go to any game that you want to go to. When you add all those up, I did that. You know, when I first did this, it comes to about a six hundred and fifty dollar value if you went to everything. Now, of course, people aren't going to go to everything, but all you need to do is have one other sport you're interested in, and it's oh, yeah. going to cover it. Absolutely, you know, will. ten home games in basketball, uh, ten home games in baseball, uh, lacrosse games. Uh, and, and here, and I told you this: the reason I did it originally was for the to students. Now, I didn't make it only for students, but with the students in mind. Because I wanted to see more kids at the volleyball games, because we, we the lacrosse games, at the soccer games. Because when you take, for example, any given week, uh, especially in the spring, there's a baseball game going on, there's a softball game going on, there's a lacrosse game going on, and sometimes all in the same day. Okay, if you have, if you're interested in those things, and you maybe you got friends playing. Well, to try to go to those things, that, that might cost you $25, $30, you know, that week just to go watch your friends play. But if you got a pass that you bought. A multi-park pass. Right. Now you can go to all of those and, and get, and, and my whole idea was to get the kids at the games to support each other and to support their friends and, and just be out there and, and to provide some excitement. School spirit. Yeah. And, and be just like we do for football games. Because when you go to a football game, you see 350 to 400 of our students all sitting in the student section, which boggles my mind why the, uh, at least all 400 of those kids don't buy a season pass. Because they're paying $36 to get into all those games, and for 14 bucks more, they can see every other thing. And you, you see know? a lot of the same students at the basketball games right. and the baseball Correct. games. And they, but it's just sparingly because it's expensive otherwise. So anyway, that's my motivation for it. I'm just hoping, you know, we've only sold 200 more of these things. That's the most that we've done in one year. And, uh, you know, we I would like to see us sell a 1000 I would oh, Absolutely. It, it only helps the kids. I mean, really, we lose money when that happens. But uh, I'm more interested in getting people to the games and supporting our teams. And how, how can people get one? All they need to do is contact us or come up to, to our office, and uh, we'll be glad to help them. We've got a, you know, we have a little form that they fill out, uh, just short form to fill out, and and uh, uh, the passes are already in. We write their names on it, and they walk away with them. So it's not real hard. Not at all. We're speaking with Athletic Director Fred Priest on Blue Darter Sports Central. also want to let you know that our program is sponsored by our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. 
footed Apopka's best garage door company for now five years in a row. Find out more at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com. Now, now, you know you got, Fred, a, a big night coming up on May the 26th, and that's uh, Sonny's Barbecue Night. Can you uh, fill us in on what that's all about? Yeah, we're uh, all of our athletes, all of our teams are uh, selling tickets for this night. It's a big uh, overall athletic fundraiser that we're having um, in an effort to uh, you know raise a little more. We, we've got certain projects that we're taking on that are new that we've never done before. Um, and so that's going to cost us some money. And uh, so we, we came up with this idea. And uh, so we're, we're hoping to sell two to 3,000 tickets. It's going to be, um, we're going to run it like from 5.30 to 8 o'clock on the 26th at Thursday. And what we want to do is we want to, you know, in the future, combine this with the spring football game when it's at home. Like we're away this year. But when the game's at home, we'll do it on the night of the game. We'll eat. And then go to the football game. You know, it'd be like a big tailgate party. Uh, Matt Hoover's is going to DJ it. He's going to play some music while we're in here. We're going to have two or three lines, and uh, we're going to uh, the, people could come from five thirty to eight o'clock, get their meals, sit down, have some fun. Uh, and so we're, you know, it'll be a big help to us uh, raising money. But every team that we have and all of our returning players are selling tickets, so they can get a ticket from you know anybody. On a fo- uh, any athlete on a team, or they can get them from my office. So we're just hoping people come out and have a good time and fellowship with each other and and uh, get us kicked off for you know the next year. Sounds like an awesome <clears throat> night of fun. Yeah. It does. A, a popular blue garter fun. Now, now also, can you, um, Fred? Just want to talk to you about this this legislative uh, yeah new law. But but before we do that, um, yeah, we've got uh, we, there's. We just need to. There's some things that we need to take care of housekeeping wise um, with our incoming uh, eighth graders that will not will, will be freshmen and and I just wanted to get that word out to them that you know they need to you know be paying attention now. Some of our coaches like Rick has already gone down to the middle schools and given out the information of what's going on this summer and when the workouts will be and when practices start. But physicals uh, and all that. Yeah, all that. And we did their physical night already. Uh, so the kids need to be aware that if they weren't at our physical night, that they're going to need to make sure they get physicals before they show up to practice because they're not going to be able to practice until they do that. And so it's mostly the, the information that is mostly for those incoming kids. Our, our, our kids that are already in the building know, but they need to just you know keep keep their ears open for announcements and or, or contact us if they have questions, whatever sport they're playing, uh, so that they're ready to go, especially fall sports, so that they're ready to go. Uh, because a lot of them will start actually before school starts, you know, doing conditioning and that kind of thing. So important that they get that information and stay on top of that. We just want to make sure they do that. And speaking of um, new kids coming into school, as we've talked about before um, on the show, but I think we it's always a topic I want to keep talking about because I think it's such a horrific bad idea <laughs> right? and, and has such uh, potential negative implications across the board for high school f- athletics in Florida. But there was, um, and I don't know all the official uh, nomenclature and, and names, but essentially what happened was uh, the Florida legislature has, has you know, approved a, a law now uh, that would essentially, for all practical purposes, open up high school sports to uh, essentially free agency, to, to use a, a word That's that probably that, a pretty that, good that people, choice of words. Yeah. Uh, would understand. It, it just means you'll have essentially uh, unrestricted movement. From school to school, pretty much, uh, regardless of where where somebody live, residency and and things like that, which I think just uh, you know whether or not it it sounds like a good idea on the face of it, um, 
is it just opens up all kinds of negative implications from my perspective of, of high school athletics and building a program and and uh, and also maintaining a community identity. Absolutely, with, we, with, we with, talked about with that high school program. Right. So anyway, could you let's just talk some more about that, and then I'd like to get your perspective. Right? Yeah, I think one of the most important and, things that we and, need and first to, of all, yeah, can you just define you know essentially what what has changed and what is the situation? Now? I think the best nomenclature for it is called school choice. I mean, the, the people will have the right to choose what school they're going to go to. Now, that's going to be dictated somewhat by the by the uh, the school district. Uh, you know, for example, Orange County's got 19 schools. We're soon to have 20. Um, but they, have the, they will have the freedom to decide what schools can be moved into. In other words, if a school, like, for example, West Orange right now is overflowing. That's why we're going to have a relief school there. they got 4,000 kids in their building. Uh, they would not, as it stands right now, they wouldn't be able to accept kids. They, they, their enrollment is closed. It's full. They're not going to bring any kids in. So school districts will have the right to you know, say what schools you can go into uh, based on their capacity. After that, there you know people can go where they want to go. Cross uh, county lines. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, and you see that to us, to us, it's really uh, it's not a great thing for that for schools that live like we do, like where we're at, because where we're at, a kid can go to without much trouble at all. It could go to Lake Brantley, could go to Wakiva, could go to West Orange. Uh, you know, without much trouble at all. In fact, and, and it's reversed as well. Kids who live in those districts right now could come to a popcut. You know, popcut's got a great football program. Let's go to a popcut. You know, in uh, in in. So that's a problem. I mean, we see that as a problem. But let me say this before I get too far down the road. People need to understand that this is not taking effect until 2017. So this next school year, 1617, because we've already had people asking. Well, we want to come there. Well, yeah, but you can't. You know, it's not ready. You can't do that yet. And so they need to understand this. It's not taking effect until 2017. And so um, that's important to know. But after that, well, it's going to happen. Is there any possibility that it could get uh, repealed? Well, I, you know, I guess like anything else, I mean, is there a possibility we could repeal Obamacare? You know, I don't know. But, you know, so it just depends on who the politicians are. But yeah. right now, it's what we got. It's, it's where we're at. Hmm. Yeah, Speaking with I like Joe's, Joe's comment is hmm. <laughs> Fred well, Priest on Blue Dart Sports Central. I just automatically think, all right, I want to know the name of the legislator mm. that actually penned this law and what they were paid to do it. Well, you know, it just it, it, I think there probably were one or two that, that, that had some kind of an idea. And then it, it is, you know, this has been going on over time. They've been the legislators have been trying to do something for the last several years, and it and it, there's there's a lot of things that that have gone into this. Uh, I I think, in my opinion, Florida High School has been a been a part of this problem because they didn't take care of their own business, and now you know, legislatures are stepping in and taking care of it for them. Uh, I think it stems some from private school folks who were unhappy with uh, again with Florida High School, and I think. They got the ear of some legislators, so there's been a there's been a a lot of things that have gone into where we got, and, and in fact, it, it kind of looked like the you know there were two bills. There was one in the Senate, and there was one in the House, and they were still trying to play with it. And it got like down to the you know the midnight hour, 
and they just all threw it into the to the bucket and sent it to the to the governor. And, and that's part of just yeah. not that's completely unrelated to this issue. That's just the way that's the system, <laughs> right? You know, there's a saying: yeah. two things you never want to see is how your sausage is made and how your laws <laughs> right. are made. Yeah. This is an example of no, that. It's a big example, and that's one of the reasons that we're having certain candidates doing really well in right? the presidential election yeah. uh, right now. It's just yeah, that's part of the downside of of, Ex- of the uh, exactly. internal. Uh, political process, and this is a real-world <laughs> uh, result of it. Because I think there were some people that were trying to get some guidelines into this thing, and as it turned out, it ended up being no guidelines, really. I mean, they, they, there's this, there's some it's built in where you, you now there's a bigger penalty if you're caught recruiting. Okay, because that, thinking that's but again, but they really couldn't no police enforcement. Staff. They couldn't police it. They didn't have enough people to police it to begin with. And and now I don't so have to. Re- to I don't have to recruit. You're a booster, and yeah. you, you'll find five kids that can play basketball, and you put them in their va- in the van, and you bring them to school every now, day. Don't they have to pass an, an entrance test to do what to come to the school? No, no. Maybe uh, to play basketball. You know, if they're any good. You know what I'm saying? All they got to do is get. All they have to do any. All they will have to do anymore is get themselves to the building. So they don't have to have great grades. Well, they still have to have grades. I mean, they still have to have the you know the the 2.0. The, all that yeah, stuff is still in place. Yeah, rules right. are the same across the board. Though. Exactly. But all they have to do anymore now, instead of you know move, making a bona fide move, live in the school district, you know how you know show be able to show all that. They don't have to do that. Anymore. All they have to do now is be able to get themselves to that school. And I've got a couple of thoughts on why I, uh, the negative implications I see. We'll address those when we come back from our break, so please stay with us. You're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams, presented by Porky's Original Barbecue. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Great to have you joining us today on this beautiful spring day throughout Central Florida. It's a great day to be in a pop Blue Darter. I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and Dr. Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic. We're speaking with Coach Fred Priest about a general a variety of topics related to Blue Darter sports, especially heavy emphasis today on spring football. In fact, we look forward to being joined by Coach Darlington uh, later in our program. But we want to pick up where we were talking about this new law that was passed by the Florida legislature, which would essentially um, create open borders, if you will, for school districts and elite in have a situation where you have essentially unrestricted movement um, of high public school uh, high school kids to go to literally any school that they want to go. Now, you know, historically, at this point, you've been essentially uh, limited to, to you have the community school um, system where you go to the school in, in, in your geographical district. Kids in Apopka go to Apopka. You know, kids that uh, live in Altamont Springs go to, go to Lake Brantley and, and so forth. Well, that's essentially, unfortunately, looks like it's going to be all, all, all out the window. And a couple of things that points I want to make, you know, coming from a background of, of 20 years hands-on experience in politics, I can I can get some insight into how this happened. One is just the name of it, school choice. That's a positive uh, thing that you know evokes warm and fuzzy feelings. Every, who was against? Who would be against school choice as a concept? So I know a lot of legislators who probably didn't know the 
ins and outs of, of this particular issue. And you know, they're faced with literally thousands, if not tens of thousands of issues, each with their its own uh, um, you know, intricate details. Um, a, lot, a lot of legislators probably, legislators probably weren't that informed about this situation. And who's going to vote against school choice? So I think that's a ra- practical <laughs> political reality. But the reason that I'm so um, feel so bad about this and so pessimistic about it are two big reasons. First of all, I think one of the fundamental building blocks of our of our country, going back to Thomas Jefferson, who was a, you know, one of the first, if not the first, big advocate for public education in America, is the community school, the community school identity. Now, sadly, that's been broken down uh, going back decades by busing to achieve desegregation and things like that. But but still, the core, most most schools are communities, schools, public schools. You have a specific geogra- geography. Um, West Orange is the Winter Garden School. Okoy is the Okoy School. Apopka is the Apopka School. Um, you know, Boone High School is the, the downtown Delaney Park. Uh, Old Orlando School. And, and I think that really enhances... Uh, you know the public school system for a variety of issues, especially the, the sports. You've got community identity, playing for your community, playing for your town. Uh, you've got the rivalries. You've got all, all those aspects that are, are just an important part of the educational process. Well, now that looks like that could very much go out the window because, practically speaking, um, you're, there's going to be no community identity now. You, you, any kid can go to any school that they want to go. You can go across county, county lines even. You can be living in Seminole County and, and going to Osceola High School in Kissimmee. You, know, you could be living in, in, in a Popkin and going over to, to Boone or Edgewater. Now, of course, that has happened to a little bit on, on a limited basis already, but there's a, a set of criteria. You've got you to meet certain standards. You've got to have certain reasons to be able to do that. Now it's just going to be a full sale, uh, go where, everybody go wherever you wanted to. And I think the other thing, in addition to the breakdown of community identity, which is going to have a negative impact on high school sports, um, and especially for the fans, too. It, it, it's great to go and cheer for Apopka versus West Orange and, and vice versa. It's great for Boone to, to cheer against Edgewater and Edgewater to cheer against Boone. Um, and I think a lot of that's going to be diluted. But then the other thing is what this opens the door to are for the, the very coaches with high aspirations, which is certainly the kind of coach you want to have, is, is you, you can create all-star teams here. I mean, you can cherry pick great players. Um, great players are going to gravitate to certain programs. They're going to leave um, programs that aren't doing that great. So I think what I can envision happening is a system where you have extreme have-nots, elite programs, and then then you have uh, programs that just can't win can anything because because those those schools are just going to be raided. There's no other way to a part of it. If you're a great quarterback or a great player in any sport, a great basketball player at a team that's losing every game, you're not going to get recognized. Recognized by the uh, uh, by colleges, you're not going to get the recognition you need. So, so those players are going to leave those schools, uh, go to the elite programs, and, and I can just see a situation where you have essentially a, a, a few New York Yankees, if you will, and a bunch of uh, St. Louis Browns out there. Oh yeah, I mean you you, you said a mouthful. There's a lot of things that you said there, and uh, just to speak uh, to the community thing, we've already seen some of that uh, people using the the system, if you will. Uh, and I won't name the, the school, but we there was a school that uh, in a sport where you know they essentially had an all-star team from kids from around the area. Uh, they were able to do it within the rules, and so that happened. But here's what happened at the school: nobody liked that team. Nobody liked the kids on that team. There was no identity with them. 
Uh, they, they didn't they even were, attend the games. No, they didn't even attend the games because they didn't like that the kids on that team. They weren't from their weren't from their community. In fact, just just to, uh, to, very uh, good point. This yeah. year, we played that particular team in a championship game uh, at their at their field mm-hmm. on their on their campus. And right. We had more fans than they did. Absolutely. I mean, it, so that's that very thing is what you're talking about. I mean, as far as when we talk about communities, that get that's gonna you know that could very well happen. There's there's no question about it. Yeah, Fred, you had mentioned something about. A school having too many students, there's a cap. What if you're a new family, you're moving into a community, I want to send my kids to a Popka High School because I live down the street. That's where they should go. But there's no room because you've got all these other kids from all these different counties in there taking a seat my kids should have. Well, I think, what Joe, I think uh, what's going to happen in that case is that, that – uh, People who do live in county lines now, this is what mm-hmm. they're saying to begin with. We'll see where that ends up. But that that kids who do live in the, the district will be assigned to the school in that district. Now, if you now after that, if you're coming from outside the district, then that will be, then that will be a criteria. If the school's full, you're not going to be able to be in it. So that should not happen. I don't know where that'll end up, but right. that should not happen in the way that we're hearing that that's going to be set up. So uh, hopefully that would not be the case where, you know, if you move in here that you can't come here. That would be But also, practically speaking, in the real world, I mean, you know, all you need is one stud linebacker or or quarterback, and how how difficult is it to squeeze one extra kid in a school? Right. Yeah, you're right. One 6'10 guy, you know, or one one Stephen Curry, you know. Well, that's who, you know, just jokingly, when I first heard about all this, I was like, so who's going to decide the school's full? You know, is it the football coach? Exactly. 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 (laughs) I'm sure Coach Head doesn't think West Orange is full. (laughs) Right, so, but but it is going to be down in our school district. It's going to be downtown. It's going to be pupil placement that will make that decision. You know, so uh, that's a good thing, uh, unless you know the person making that decision is from a popka, and then they could make that decision when they want to. But you know, so uh, hopefully it'll be that'll all be okay. But just the you know just the uh, the feel of it is not good. I don't think they can police it. Because you know, just because they're going to have a harder penalty, I don't think they could police it. Just like they couldn't police the rules that they had to begin with anyway, uh, so uh, you know they won't be able to police that. And it's going to be much easier, like we talked about, to get those kids to to move around. It's going to it'll be a lot easier. And I think the point that you made is that there's the rich are going to get richer, the poor will get poorer. You know, if there's a great quarterback at a school that hasn't won a football game in three years, um, you know, he's going to find his way to one of the elite programs that needs a quarterback. I mean, I, I can't. I mean, that already happens. Okay, they try to have to do it within the rules. They have to move to that school district. They get a job there. You know, all those things that already happens. But now it'll just be: Can you get to the school, guy? Can you can you drive over here? Yeah. So. Yeah, I think on balance, I think a lot, a lot of negative implications. Now, just one, one slight positive before we move on is, yeah, I personally, I do have a tendency to, to be a doom and gloom mentality. So I, I'm probably thinking of all the negatives, and, and from a practical standpoint. That's the way it is with private schools now, anyway. And so, anyway, so you know, it, it, hopefully it won't be as bad. I as, personally as, think as, this as will I'm hurt the private but. schools more than it, than it'll help them, because I think what'll happen is that people that go to a private school because they don't want to go to the school where they're zoned, if that's one of their reasons, and they, and they can afford to do that, 
then they go to the oh, private that's a great school. Point. But that's they won't have to point. do that anymore. They can go to what they think a winter park or wherever they think might be better and save um, money and save a lot of money. Absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot of the point we're making a lot of implications that we really don't don't even know yet. Um, from and my let me make one more you know, point of, before we leave it. When you look at this, when we talk about the politics of this whole thing, when you look at the bill, what we're talking about is just a little portion of that bill. It's inside of the bill. There's a whole lot of other stuff that was in that bill. And it might have all been really good stuff. So when you're talking about a politician voting on this thing, why am I voting against school choice? Why am I voting against the things that are in this? You know, it wouldn't look good for them politically. And the, 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 the athletic or the school choice part of it, it, that's not the bill. It was a part of the bill, and that's something that's important too. It's a great point to make, and that's why I still have some hope that uh, you know might might uh, get this thing adjusted, and you know cooler heads will prevail. Some common sense will enter the equation, and especially consider the practical matter that that it was pushed through at the dead of midnight anyway, like a lot of things are. Well, friends, we're going to take our next break, and when we're back, we look forward to being co- joined by Coach Rick Darlington to talk spring football on Blue Dart Sports Central. Please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central. Great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join us on Blue Darter Sports Central talking spring football. We're joined by Coach Fred Priest, and now we're pleased to be joined by Coach Rick Darlington. Coach, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. <laughs> now, Coach, we're well into um, you know, swing with spring football. We just had the blue and white scrimmage last night. Can you just bring us up to date on the way things have gone thus far? Well, la- spring for us now is five weeks. We get 20 practices, and we spread them out over five weeks. And When you go five weeks and you're only playing a game at the end, it can really be a grind and when you're running the single wing which is a very physical offense against our defense which knows how to defend it it can be a grind and when you go best on best all the time and twos on twos again that can be just really tedious and boring and everything and so i was so frustrated last year with the blue and white game that I decided, like, right after the game last year, we're going to do it different in 2016. So we came up with a plan, and here's what we did. The first two weeks of practice, we practiced four days the first week, then five days the second week. Best on best. It was just a grind. We, we, it was physical. It was, it was tough. It was what it needed to be. But then w- this week, we said, here's what we're going to do different. We gave the kids off Monday. We had a draft. We put all 102 players. Now, we have 114, but we had 102 that were eligible to play that weren't uh, academically ineligible or injured or managers or whatever. So we had 102 kids that we gave the coaches a list of the 102 kids and their position and everything. And so I thought I divided my coaching staff in half, five on this team, five on this team. I thought that, like, for example, let's just say the quarterback got picked first. We would then have the second quarterback assigned to the other team. But that's not what the plan was. 
unbeknownst to me, my coaching staff had gotten together over the weekend separately <laughs> and come up with their big boards for the draft, <laughs> for their top available players, right. for their position rankings, for the if we get him and they get him, we can't let them get him. And if they get him, we've got to go this way. They had draft strategy just like the NFL and all mapped out. And so every draft pick, there was like they would huddle up, they would talk, they'd look at their charts, and we had a timer. And then say, We'll have to cover that next year. With the, with the 13th pick of the Blue and White Draft for Martin Meadows, the Blue Team Selects. And, and it's like we picked every kid. And I thought that once we got into the 60s and the 70s, it's all backups, we'd just divide them up and say, okay, let's, oh, no, <laughs> 102 picks. And so. The 102nd one was the I'm easiest not one, right? You who no, that no, was. but that was the easiest pick, right? Well, it wasn't a pick. It's like, who's going to be 101? Right. And then that's 102. So what we did is we practiced in those teams on Tuesday and Wednesday in practice. And we played that way last night. Now, the good news is is this. Let's just say you're fourth string. In theory, you shouldn't be worse than second string on one team or other, right? So everybody got to play. Everybody got lots of reps. That's the good news. The bad news is there's more good news. It gets guys out of their comfort zone. They're playing with someone next to them who they're not normally used to playing with. I had the coaches for each team make their game plans and script practice all week. So there was a lot of things that made us better. But here's the glaring bad, but it's not a surprise. When you take a team, in the spring, nobody's good. They may think they're good, but there's nobody good in the spring. So when you take, let's just say, an average team and you cut it in half, what do you get? Bad. (laughs) So we knew that we were going to get bad. Because we had guys playing next to each other with a starter, with a backup, and guys that didn't know all their stuff they were supposed to know. And so we knew it would be sloppy, and we knew it would be frustrating, and it was. And it's over, and it was exactly what we needed. I was glad to see it, glad to get it on film. And we analyzed it, and there we realized, hey, there's some guys that can play, and there's some guys that cannot play. And... Bless their hearts. We love them. But right now, they cannot play. And so, you know, there's going to be some separation from the units now. And so uh, we'll just move on next week. We'll practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday back in our units, ones and twos and et cetera. And then we'll uh, – then the following week, we'll get ready to play Kissimmee and Lake Gibson. So it's we're exactly – where we are and doing what we need to be doing for both for all three weeks of spring so far we're right on pace and uh we're we're not good but we're never good in the spring you know i've looked at last spring in the spring and we weren't good then either we've never been good in the spring we're not good in the beginning of the season hopefully we're going to be good at the end of the season so it's a long process you never pick up where you left off last year it's always a new team new chemistry new intangibles and some new offensive and defensive schemes. So, you know, we got what we needed out of it, and now we'll move on to the next phase, which is uh, getting better next week and then preparing for the Jamboree. Now, as you mentioned, new offensive and defensive schemes, I know from observing you, you're always – you're never static. You're always thinking. You're you're adjusting. You're adapting. You're innovating. What um, – from a – Observer point of view, what what do you expect would be different? You know, say say offensively from well, from last season. Well, I think that we've got we've got good skill position talent this year, and you know we always seem to have good running backs. 
But I think we've got some legitimate receiving threats this year. Now we've got to get our quarterback to get them the ball through the air, which we're not always comfortable with. But we'll be in some more spread single-wing sets than we've been in before, in addition to our tight single-wing sets. And so, uh, you know, I, we, we may throw it more if we can throw it effectively, but we may line up a little more spread out and still run the ball. And so uh, I think formationally that's really the big difference. No differences on defense, you know, doing some different stuff coverage-wise, but uh, no major changes on the defensive side. Now I know, of course, leadership has been a big part, hallmark of since you've you know, been our coach, and you know you do a great job of developing leaders as well. Do, do leaders begin to to uh, emerge in the spring? Oh, without a doubt. But they really begin to emerge in the weight room, you know, in the off season program from January until May, and so then those guys have got to take that leadership because we get tremendous leadership in the weight room. But I tell them. You only lift weights to go out and play football. You know, you're not playing football to be on the weightlifting team. You know, it's, it's the opposite. You're lifting weights to get better at football. Football is what you love. So why wouldn't you take your enthusiasm you show in the weight room, which is a grind, out onto the football field that you love? That's where you should naturally be enthusiastic. And so we're having guys that are better at doing that. And we'll develop some good leaders. You know, we always that's always uh, what we have to do. And, and we will do it. So things are coming along at the pace we want. I'm excited. I think we have a chance to have, you know, a solid team and, and compete for championships like always. Our goal is always to get in the playoffs and then win one game a week. It's, that's a long, long, long way away. But I do think we've got the pieces in place to have a good team. We have to make those pieces of individuals a team, units that can battle together and have the intangibles to face adversity and the other things that are going to come up. So the pieces are there, but the hole is far from being done. And that's why spring football is so spring important. Spring football, that's right. And we appreciate Coach Darlington being here to, to share, give us this great update on Blue Dart Spring Football. Hey, and and we, Fred, thank you we, for being here to co-host you. today. Yeah, we, just real quick, last night I was talking, telling these guys that there was a crowd last night. I should have charged that people there. But, I mean, it was more than some folks getting their regular season Friday nights. <laughs> well, we're the only school that doesn't charge to park in Central Florida because we're very philanthropic in nature. <laughs> and so, but, yeah, you know, we play it out at Pond Can, and there was a big crowd, and uh, a lot of excitement. There was more crowd there for than some teams' spring games. Yes, there's no question. And, or regular season games. Yes. That's, that's awesome. And so for us that's to get that popular. kind of a crowd out there, it just shows you why Popka's special. Yep. You know, it's a sports town and very much a, te- a town that loves football. Well, thank you, Coach, for joining us. Thank you, Fred, Joe, Jeff, in the studio. Friends, thank you for joining us on Sports Central. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.